Hello there and welcome to the Get French Football News Preview Show. I'm Nathan Staples and joining me this evening are Adam White and Samuel Rook. We're going to jump straight into things this evening, but do remember that all your latest world news in the world of French football, I apologise, is it on our website at www.getfootballnewsfrance.com and follow us on Twitter as well on GFFN for all the latest that you need. We'll start this evening with the Coupe de France final, which um, we all hoped might have a little bit of an upset. And while it didn't quite live up to that, Adam, that at least later B.A. went embarrassed in the 2-0 defeat that saw Paris Saint-Germain connect with another domestic treble, their third in four seasons. And in fact, they've only lost two out of those trophies out of the last five years which is an incredible feat for any club but obviously the, the financial gulf helps that but let's focus on on the game itself first it was pretty one-sided but at the same time it for les herbier's point of view at least it only was two goals and they kept the scoreline very respectable for themselves yeah they did um i, I think that um, there's sort of two ways to look at this game. One, you could argue that it was a bit of a trading match, um, and, and and I can understand that that you know why you would make that um, you know assertion. But <clears throat> and you know because PSG had, as expected, as they do in you know plenty of their games, not just against sort of third position, had plenty all of the ball, all the chances. They hit the post three times in the first twenty minutes. They they could have won by much more than than two goals. Um, but I think that you 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 could also take the position that Les Herbiers came and played football when they had the chance. Obviously, they're under severe amounts of pressure and you wouldn't expect them to to play sort of, you know, to counter PSG and play them necessarily at their own game. But when they got the ball, they passed it around. They, they tried to play as, as expansive as they could get away with. Um, they didn't have too many chances, but they looked they looked good and they they deserved not to not to concede as many as they might have. Um, I think a couple of players really stood out. Um, Flochon in, in in midfield was Sebastian Flochon was was fantastic for them, uh, and the goalkeeper, of course, Pico was made some fantastic saves and very nearly saved Cavani's penalty. And um, both both deserved huge credit for their performances on what is comfortably the biggest stage any of them, either of them would have, or any of the team would have would have. I imagine anyway would have would have played at, um, given that the third tier is sort of technically semi pro. Um, and you know the the attendances are pretty small too, so they they did themselves with a lot of credit, and I, I think that they really did play their part in this game. PSG won comfortably, of course, um, but there was a sense at one nil that when PSG missed a number of chances, as they said they hit the post so many times, and they had the goal disallowed for with for v, with VAR, the uh, De Maria, I think it was. <clears throat> that there was a sense that maybe if if they just got one chance for Zerbias, they they might nick, they might nick something, but that didn't arrive. They conceded that penalty, and any any sort of hope then was extinguished. But I enjoyed the game, especially the first half. Um, so I think a huge credit to Zerbias and um, uh, credit to PSG as well. You've, they've won the last eight domestic cups. You can't you can't really argue with that. Mm, yeah, it's very difficult to argue with that. The the record they've had is uh, pretty astounding. I mean, like I said, going back five years, it's only been the, the win for Gangomp in the Coupe de France back in 2013 that stopped the domestic cup competition streak, at least. Anyway, there was that Monaco victory last season in Liga that stopped that streak, at least. Anyway, but it's a, a tremendous um, period of dominance, really, for them, Sam, that maintained them over that game as well. They did 
feel a little bit more. It's always going to be a little bit one-sided, given the the money golf in it more than anything. And it's another trophy to add to the mantelpiece, another trophy for Unai Emery to put on his CV, at least for the next job that he's planning on taking after leaving in the summer. But at the same time, is this, uh, and this is a, a bit of a wider question, really, Adam, for the, for the state of, of Ligue 1, really, that, like Adam said, it's been four seasons in a row that they've won both domestic cup competitions. Can someone break that stranglehold next season? Maybe does, does a focus on the Champions League push PSG maybe to rest players more often than they, in these cup competitions? Or is the competition, unfortunately, in Ligue 1, a little bit too weak to really even match against Paris Saint-Germain resting a few players in these kind of cup games? I mean, I don't think you can rule it out. You can't say that it's unwinnable and, and PSG will just win everything forever. Um, obviously, Lyon have shown this season. Marseille have shown. Even some of the smaller teams have shown they can they can take it to PSG sort of on their day. Um, so, you know, and the nature of cup competitions is that it's you have to turn up in every game, in every leg. And, you know, if PSG take their eyes off the prize once, once or twice, you know, they could have lost. If Marseille had played as well when they played PSG in the cup, as they did when they played in the first time in the league this season, they could well have knocked them out and we wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd be saying, well, look at this. It's It's been Marseille versus Les Herbiers in the final. Um, you know, and it, it really was a fine margin. They, they didn't turn up Marseille and they got thrashed by PSG. But, you know, that, it could have happened and that could happen any time. Um, you know, if we talk about the league, that's where it becomes a more difficult thing to see anyone really stopping PSG. You know, even if they do rotate, as you say, this, the depth of the squad is is just ludicrous. I mean, there's stories again today that FFP might might sort of bite, might force PSG to sell some players. There's all these rumours about Neymar leaving. But even if you take two or three or four of PSG's best players out of the side, they still have far and away the most talented team. Whoever the new manager is, probably Tuchel. Um, he'll be desperate to add some trophies on his CV in the same way that Emery has done. Um, it's hard to see them letting up, even if they are just chasing the Champions League. But yeah, I mean, I think there's there's room there's reason to believe that that someone can break the stranglehold at least in the cups. Mm, yeah, because it seems like the, the league and dominance would never really end. But at the same time, I, I suppose the the thinking would be that the other teams don't really focus on the cup competitions themselves. That a lot of them, the bigger teams, again, Marseille, Lyon, and Monaco, were all fighting for the Champions League places instead. Some of the more middle table sides are thinking of a Rennes or a Saint-Etienne or a Bordeaux, maybe just sort of get caught up in those games when they do face a bigger side and then they, they sort of lose the ground there. That That's why they're sort of successful. And that's why sometimes PSG end up strolling to some of these competitions. But I, I just wanted to talk, Adam, and I, I think a lot of English fans would be um, thinking about this one really, because it is a strange sort of half um, tradition, shall we say, really, with smaller clubs in, in Coupe de France games that um, I remember back in 2000 as well uh, with, with um, was it Calais against Nantes? I think, I believe it was from memory. And I think it was back in the the, the one that Leon won back in 2011-12 uh, where they, they played uh, Kivet as well, where they, they have the captain of the opposition help lift the trophy, which is on one hand a nice moment for players that may never ever get anywhere near that kind of level but at the same time for, for English fans it feels a little bit like a, a slap in the face in a way yeah it's it's, it's very um very unusual I think you know there's 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 a lot to be said for for the for the gesture and and it's 
I don't think it's meant as a slap in the face. Obviously, that it could be interpreted, but it's I I I don't think that that Thiago Silva or anybody at PSG should be should be you know criticised for that, given that it's a tradition in, in France. It might not be a tradition here. We would think it was a bit a bit odd to do that for like the FA Cup final. So that the the the, the biggest gap maybe Swansea Bradford the League Cup final maybe a couple of years ago. You know, if that had happened there, maybe that would have been a bit sort of in England anyway. It would have seen seemed a bit patronising. But I think, given that it's a, a you know, you, you mentioned those other occasions, and it was it was a nice moment because the gap is bigger than 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 at least the gap in perhaps uh, exposure, maybe, uh, and not necessarily quality, but that they are really are worlds apart. When you look at the lower leagues in England and Germany, you know there are teams in the third and fourth division that get 20,000 a week whereas you know beyond Ligue 2 in France although there's a lot of you know quality players below below that level they're semi-pro and they play in front of very small crowds this is, this is a huge moment for Les Herbiers the equivalent third division team in in the in England or, or Germany you know would be professional and and have a strong support and a, probably a strong history of their own and, and not not that Les Herbiers don't but there's sort of a different culture between France and and obviously between every, every footballing country, there's different culture. And I think, you know, fair enough for, to, to, to sort of hold that tradition. And I thought it was a, you know, a nice moment, really. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? It just looks kind of strange. And you see the, the captain is Les Herbier, you sort of look at it and think, do I do I really want to do this for that moment? I mean, it's something to write to grandkids about, at least anyway, if, if this career doesn't take off for any reason or, or whatever. But um, at the same time, it just... I don't know. I think it's. I think you're right, Adam. I think it's obviously a French thing, but I think the, the Englishman in me and some other European countries might not be uh, so graceful towards their opponents. At least it feels. It was. I think from the gulf between the two, it's quite a nice moment. But at the same time, it feels like if I, if I was asked that question, I would not be lifting that trophy in any means of form. Um, let's move on to the league um, matters that's going to happen this weekend because it's another big weekend especially at those at the bottom because games are running out and teams are running out of time as well it's the penultimate weekend so there's only two games left so let's start with well everyone plays on saturday at least anyway except from gangomp and marseille who will play on friday night so let's focus on toulouse first who have to go to bordeaux which is no easy place to go to at the moment because bordeaux are in a pretty good run of form at the moment really they've won Three of their last four, obviously, the well, well, extend that further, four of the last five after the victory at the weekend. And they they are, the only defeat was against uh, Paris Paris Saint-Germain, which is not the worst way to really go out. And they've they've started scoring again. They've scored three in their last five as well at the same time. They've been uh, a tough nut to crack when after a bit of a dry spell under uh, Gus Poyet and starting so well in the first three games. But for uh, the more important team in this one, uh, Sam is to lose. Obviously, they've been on an awful run of form, and they were the wrong side of a big, big game last weekend that has dropped them into that relegation playoff place. Now they're two points above Troyes and the dotted line for the automatic places. And yes, they're still a point away from Strasbourg and Leon. Lille, apologies, that we'll come to those in a moment. But yeah, they are in a torrid run of form. They've only had one win themselves in well since early February when they beat. Nice, there's been a lot of draws, there's been a lot of chances for them, a couple of coast defeats. That one last weekend, though, was a big, big body blow that could really, if they can't bounce back against the Bordeaux side that have nothing to play for, at least, but are in good form, 
it's going to be a real it's going to be an uphill battle for them isn't it yeah i mean as you say if they can't bounce back here this this is their last chance i mean they can't bounce back and win ideally even a draw will you know as we say we see how the sort of other fixtures shake out a draw could get them out of the out of 18th place maybe but realistically they need to win to avoid being in the the relegation playoff scenario uh but it's just very difficult to imagine how you can pick yourself up after the last two games, really. I mean, back-to-back games, losing to 10 men. Admittedly, the red cards came very late and it probably didn't affect the games so much. But it's got to be difficult when you're looking back over your last couple of fixtures and thinking, like, we've lost two games in a row to teams with 10 men. We've lost in heartbreaking fashion. I mean, 2-1 up against Lille at home, you're thinking, well, this is that's to lose, that's job done. Uh, but they found a way to lose that one. And it's something they've done consistently this season they found a way to drop points they found a way to lose games they shouldn't have done and, and that's why they find themselves in the position they're in i mean it's a relatively easy solution beat a bordeaux team who basically have nothing to play for um and you're safe but fail to do so and you're in the relegation playoff or worse or they're down and, and if they do go down that's gonna be a big problem i mean this is a, this is a serious football club it's a big football club with you know there are a lot of fans to lose to big city and to lose to lose their football side to division to to league would be would be a huge blow to the city as, as well as it would be to the club itself. Mm, yeah, they're teetering upon it now, Adam. Really, it's been a, a tough old season, and it, it really relegation to league two would be astronomically bad. Given that we've mentioned a few times that even if they stay in league next season, we're thinking Lafont will go, Diop will go. There's unrest in the dressing room as well with Max Langradel recently as well. So. Really, relegation at this point, while it won't be great at any time, really, ahead of schedule, shall we say, maybe it's not the right way of putting it, but, the, but the, from what we're anticipated at least a couple of weeks ago, it, it makes it even worse. The negotiating point for the, those players and the prices goes down because they clearly will not want to be playing league football next season. And that impacts them financially and their ability to come back up. And it, they struggle to get a big stadium um, fill every week as it is with obviously being more of a rugby town but it was nice and full at the weekend but it, it all becomes more and more complicated the more you think that if they can't get a result against a Bordeaux side that have been in great form as well even though they don't have much to play for which is kind of a freedom sometimes for mid-table sides that people forget about um, that if they don't get a result here they're in real real trouble yeah yeah absolutely I, I think that um, you make a good point about the sort of the not the size of the club because they're they're you know they're they're a club that deserve to be in league and you know historically but the the fact that it's a rugby town and the fact that not that the the club would sort of you know sort of disappear if they got relegated but you know attendances I think I think under Alan Casanova before Dupraz took over you know attendances were dropping into sort of eight nine thousand which is would be put them in sort of one of the lowest in league and like Monaco are sort of a bit lower than that but it would put them pretty near the bottom of that table and you know drop into league Dur and you know you'd probably see it drop even below that which obviously for a, for a team like Toulouse you know that that is important important revenue I, I obviously they're a club that perhaps would would fall into the bracket of you know developing players to, to as a sort of a way of sustaining themselves to sell them on and they you know they might get the font and Diop, but they probably will get them both at pretty significant prices. And but as you said, staying in league is important to that sort of ambition. They get relegated, and you know it, it cuts a couple of million maybe off both both price tags. So they're, it's, they're playing more for more than just 
their their league and status they're sort of playing for the the medium term future of the club because they were to go down can they attract the players to get them up again league dirt is a very difficult league to get out of i know that the playoffs have come in and made it a little bit easier in the last couple of years um, you know, well, possibly not last season, but this season now the, the third, fourth and fifth get into the playoffs. And there's even then there's a quarterfinal, a semifinal, and then there's the final between the third bottom team in League 1 and the th- and whoever wins those playoffs in League 2. So still difficult. Um, it's a very competitive division. So um, I think Strasbourg won it last year and lost 10 games. So, you know, it's a very even even league. So it's it's not a walkover by any means. So get relegated here and they probably wouldn't be reappearing in league in for, for a number of years. I think either way, whether they stay up, whether they go down, it's it's the manager, the next managerial appointment that will be the real crucial thing. Um, obviously, the Prowse worked for, for a certain amount of time and they're disappointed this season. Um, but I'm not sure that the Bev is the man, the man to necessarily stay uh, into next year it feels like he's a little bit of a, a little bit of a sort of a placeholder until the summer and you know keep them up and then we'll go from there but they've had some pretty terrible managerial appointments in the past you know Casanova didn't really pan out I know he saved them for relegation but it, that was kind of it they sort of tailed off again and they can't keep doing that it's not really sustainable so they need to sort of think about whether they want to go as a club and how are they going to get there and who is the right manager to to to, to take them there and whether that's in League or League One, that'll probably be the determining factor as to whether we see Toulouse as you know mid-table changing for Europe in the next two or three years, or mid-table in League One. Yeah, I think that's the saving grace for a number of these sides that are looking at possibly getting into the the relegation playoff because of the changes that has happened this year. With the sort of uh, the only one that I can think of that's similar is the the Scottish one does the same sort of tiered structure, doesn't it? With the sort of quarterfinal, then semi-final, then final. So. While maybe some might argue that that gives a team momentum in a cup competition at the same time, I think I'd rather be Toulouse that uh, had a bit of a rest and had plenty of time and uh, a team's possibly had to go through another double leg before they even have to face um, the team that they, they take on who, f- who finish um, third from bottom in Liga. It's, it's a much safer p- possibility for them. And the, the hope is that, like you say, I do sort of worry for Toulouse, not not in terms of financially, I think they'll be fine in terms of if they end up in League 2, but in terms of bounce back ability, it might be a, a real struggle should they uh, slip through the trap door. Um, let's get some predictions on this one. We'll leave Bordeaux a little bit out of this one, I'm afraid. They, they don't have too much to play for. There's, a, there's an outside chance of maybe European spots, but a lot of results have to go their way and I, I just can't quite see it, but they have finished the season nicely under Gus Boyan. He'll, he'll be looking forward to the, the next season and showing what he can do at least at this level then um, Sam what do you think the result will be uh, I could say Toulouse pulling off a draw I think it'd be 1-1 Adam unfortunately I think Bordeaux might have a might still fancy that European place so I, I think Bordeaux might win this uh, 2-0 Toulouse uh, traditionally this season a terrible away from home so Bordeaux 2-0 for me yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you, Adam, on that one 2 nil. I think it feels like Bordeaux, uh, uh, one of those strange mid-table sides that with the freedom off them makes them play even better. So uh, them being able to do that and having a still a sniff at a European spot, although it would take a lot of teams. There's still three teams between them and sixth place, so there would have to be a number of little bits of movements for them to, to get in there at least anyway. Um, on to the next team that obviously played to lose last weekend in Lille who got the massive result that finally lifts them off the the bottom two of the table. They'd been there for a long while. They hadn't won a game before that. They obviously won the game before to lose against Mets, but before then not one in January. Now it's two 
on the trot back to back. They face a Dijon side this weekend as well that uh, have not got the greatest away form this season is maybe putting it a little bit lightly. They, if they didn't have that home form, they'd be in relegation form. But as for Lille, Sam, we, we, we sort of wrote them off when a little bit when they had the incident with the fans on the pitch and the, the fact that they seem to be demoralised by that. But then they get the win against Mets that gives them that glimmer of hope. They get an excellent comeback victory against Toulouse. Yes, there was a little bit of help from Alban Lafont, especially in the third goal. And they, they, they sort of battled themselves back into it at least. But a terrific result for them, a terrific win. And then heading into a game that's certainly winnable and one that if they get a victory would pretty much unless obviously Twa win and they've got a difficult game that we'll talk about in a moment as well could see they're safe yeah I mean it's it's not quite a miracle you know I think if Mets had stayed up that would have been a miracle but this is the next nearest thing to that that Lille currently look like they're going to survive you know which is it's remarkable absolutely remarkable from how just listless and terrible they looked and how lost and to get these back-to-back wins, games you have to win. That's what we talk about. You know, they call them relegation six-pointers, call them what you want, but these are the games you need to win, and they're the games that Lille have gone what, twice in a week. It's a remarkable turnaround, and you know, maybe that means that some of what's left over of this club, assuming they stay up, there's going to be something to build on going forward next season. You know, so many young players. We talk about how they've got such a young squad. There's plenty of talent there. There's plenty of quality there. They've had an awful season, but if they can survive this. And just look at, uh, just forget it and move on. Build on, build on what's left, and, and advance because you know it's it's been an awful season, but amazingly right now they look like they're going to be safe. Yeah, and credit to Christoph Galtier that's maybe just about pulled something together from this team and this players like Nicola Pepe who's been in excellent form in the second half of the season. You look at uh, the likes of uh, Motibo's come in recently and and putting some nice performance. Eve Basuma. It's got that excellent goal at the weekend as well. But Adam, what we kind of keep forgetting in these moments is the financial issues that Lille are in. Obviously, they needed to sell players in January and they ended up not doing so with uh, Amadou almost at the door, but they ended up keeping him instead. Um, it doesn't look like they in the summer, where if they do stay up, they might still be relegated by the DNCG if uh, um, Gerard Lopez can't prove the funds that he has that seems to have been from uh, external parties at least that he sort of controlled that's still kind of hanging over their head so it would be a positive that they will step well look like they can stay up and if they get a victory here at least from automatic relegation point of view they should stay up then um but it won't quite lift the x above their head until something later in the summer mm. Yeah, it's it's got the sort of Damocles sort of hanging over their head a little bit, even if they stay up. Um, and I think that's probably as you know, that's not necessarily been talked about too much um, because well, for a couple of reasons, I guess, just because the, the 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 focus has to be on you know staying up in a sort of a sporting sense, and secondly, because the DNCG are, are very very harsh and very strict, unusually considering the suspension rules for players in France, which is pretty lax. Um, for some reason, if you get booked for uh, less than, if you get booked three times in ten games 
after the third booking, you're allowed to play the next game, then you're suspended, which is bizarre. But apart from that, the, it's, the DNCG are, character, are uncharacteristically strict. And this is not the first time they threatened to, to relegate someone. In fact, I think when Trois promoted the tie before this time, they were told they'd be relegated and they had to sell Corentin Jean, I think, to, to Monaco and then loaning back to make up the deficit. So, you know, it's not uncommon for, for these sort of threats, if you like, to be made. Or So... There is there is that, but even so, I, I'm not sure that given given the reports on Gerard Lopez's you know funds, whether he will be able to satisfy the DNCG and whether that 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 relegation may end up happening anyway. Um, so it, it's probably a, a bigger threat than perhaps other teams have experienced in this sort of sort of financial kind of um, you know purgatory if you like for 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 promoted often promoted teams or or you know Bastia as well or another one that um had had a similar issue a couple of seasons ago with their their budget not coming up to scratch but it's 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 definitely going to be sort of a subplot into the summer and and it wouldn't honestly wouldn't surprise me if if Leo weren't able to come through that that sort of reckoning and and ended up relegated, even if they win, that they could end up finishing sort of almost mid-table with the win the last two games, but it might not be enough. And it'd be it'd be interesting to see how that pans out over the summer months. And that's the frustration for the fans, at least anyway, and and probably a lot of their players that they're all their good work might be undone because I, I do worry for them if they do end up relegated, especially for financial reasons. You have to think that maybe that's the point where investors and Lopez think about pulling out and then where does that leave them really without you know, owning the stadium? As many French clubs don't really, they don't get that sort of extra revenue either. It does uh, start to put the cobblers up a little against them. But and I'm very quickly mentioned. Dijon, who we have mentioned a few times this season, who really have had an excellent season. I know it's based a lot off their home form and they got another good, solid home win last weekend to add a, um, to the multitude they've had this season. But um, a terrific job by uh, Delalio this season and, and, his, and his striders. They, they play entertaining football. They're not afraid of going out there and attacking teams, but at the same time, they are awful away from home. <laughs> they proved it time and again this season, which... Leads perfectly into the predictions for this one. Um, Adam, what do you think? Oh, it's um, a difficult one. I think Lille. Uh, I think Lille two two one. Sam. Yeah, I think Adam's right. It's very difficult to predict. I mean, Lille are the second worst team in the division at home. Dijon are terrible away. They're both middle of the form table. It probably comes down to who you know to lean on a cliche. Wants it more. Lille obviously something to play for Dijon not so much so I'll go with the same I think 2-1 Lille yeah I think we'll make it a trifecta on that one it just feels like Lille can't not concede at the same time as, as Dijon are pretty awful away and will definitely concede on their end as well and maybe Lille and just nick it in there managed to somehow have clawed themselves out of danger. Uh, on to a team that are right in the thick of things now, really, because of that result last weekend. And that's Trois, who head to Montpellier this weekend. And it's not going to be an easy game against one of the stickiest teams in Ligue 1, although they they sort of fifth place, sixth place challenges sort of faded a little bit. Again, they would need results to go their way to try and claw back into that scrap for the Europa League. But focusing on Troyes, really. Um, and then they got that really good result a couple of weekends ago against Colm, where we thought that they were dead and buried. It was the game they had to win, and they won it. And we also thought that maybe this game against Lyon, if they can show something, maybe they could 
a little bit of a point. They'd done well against other strong teams in the last couple of weeks, although come up short, unfortunately. They were sort of romped by a, a, another excellent performance by Bruno Genesio's side, but it does leave Twite in a bit of a muddle now. They are 19th in the other automatic relegation place with Mets already down there. Two points adrift to lose three of Strasbourg and Lille and safety. Um, it's beginning to look hard where they'll get the points from. I mean, away to Montpellier is not the kind of game you want to play this weekend. Then next weekend, they, they have to face a Monaco side that will still probably need at least a victory to ensure Champions League football. They are right in the mire of things. And if results do go against them this season, they could, well, this weekend, they could even be relegated as well. Um, it's back against the walls kind of stuff, but this is not the game you really want to try and be all out attacking against. No, exactly. And I think, I think honestly, I think Trois have kind of come to the end. That win against Con was, you're right, they had to win really to have any chance. But even then, you know, results really haven't gone their way. I think the best they could have hoped for was third bottom in the relegation playoff. Um, and, you know, the, the Lille win last year, last weekend or the last two weekends have really, really sort of, uh, I think they've pretty much relegated them, really. When you look at their final three games and they had Leon away, that they are the bare bottom of the away table, by the way, even worse than Dijon and Strasbourg and Toulouse, who were terrible away from home too. But Trois have only got eight points away from home this season. They're, they, they've got to go to Leon last week and they obviously lost that game. They've got to go to Monaco, I think, next weekend as well. They're home to Monaco as well in their final game. So, you know, the slightly we're giving their home, but the trip to Montpellier this weekend as well, another difficult um, away trip. Who Mon- Montpellier are going to, you know, pretty pretty stoic pretty pretty capable of of shutting up shop when they want to and if if mont if montpellier get the lead which you imagine they might given that they need to win for the for to keep pace of the europa league then i don't see Troyes coming back so the final three games have kind of really played out pretty poorly for them and that leal sort of mini run of form seems to have seems to have relegated them um, what one thing i would like to highlight is benjamin neve has been brilliant in the last few weeks he was brilliant against con a 41-year-old, he's been unbelievable really this season, given that, especially in sort of since sort of February time, he's really, you know, always always has been a leader of that team, but it's really sort of grabbed by the scruff of the next. And without him, they probably wouldn't be even in this position. So uh, if he retires at the end of the year, or he may get out, I could think he'd play another season in the league, league quite happily, to be honest, given how he's played so far, you know, this year. Um, but um, huge, huge credit to him. He's he's probably been their best player this year, which kind of says quite a lot. Although Christopher Harrell's been very good in defence too. He won't be there next season. Um, but so big heads off to heads off to, to Neve. But I think even the two point gap is too much to make up to Toulouse. I think they're gone. Mm, yeah, and it, it's a little bit better at least from a couple of years ago. Uh, Sam, they they seem like. France's yo-yo club really dropping between the the divisions as as frequently as they like, and they did well against Lorient in the in the playoff last season. But um, there's a couple of little glimmers of hope, at least for what has been successful this season. They they've pulled off some excellent results. They had that I remember that good uh, draw against Monaco as well, which maybe gives them hope in that in that final game. But at the same time, they they've got some players that probably will stay in Liga next season, and one in particular, Samuel Grandier, has been linked with the uh, Monagas club um, for next season, although he's had a decent season. You think of Hunyun Suk as well has scored six goals. He's been patchy, but decent at the same time. At least this time, 
even if they do end up going down this weekend, it's not as been the dramatic embarrassment it was um, a couple of years ago where they had the 9-0 against Paris Saint-Germain. They had uh, a terrible start to the season. They never really got going. They they always looked like goners and they never looked like they could um, even perform the great miracles like maybe a Mets did um, tease at least a couple of times this uh, this season. But that'll be the thing that takes them if they do go down, that's the that will, will be what gives them heart for for maybe next season building again and knowing that they at least know how to get out of league there, but maybe not how to stay in Liga. I mean, that's the thing. They they came into this season with the nineteenth biggest budget in the league, only slightly bigger than Amiens, who have the the smallest. You know, they they're fighting against so many teams who are who are bigger and more established and, and everything else, and they they have given a, a much better account of themselves this time. And, you know, I, I think they probably do have the, the right framework in place to to take a relegation in stride and, and to, to come back again, come back stronger. And, you know, given how much they've improved on their, their previous attempt at Liga, you know, this time they're, they're still not down. They could survive. I mean, it's against them. It doesn't look good, but they could survive. Um, you know, to keep, it, keep themselves alive in the last day of the season, which I think they at least will do that, given the fixtures their rivals have around them. I don't think they'll be relegated till the final day, uh, if at all. Um, you know, you've got to you've got to be happy with that. You know, given the constraints that a club like Trois have, you know, they're not they're not they're not like so many of the teams around them. Um, you know, Lille, uh, even Strasbourg, who are a bigger club with a bigger budget. Those clubs are disappointed to be where they are. Um, Trois, this is basically where you'd expect them to be, and and. You've got to be reasonably happy with how how the season's gone for them. Yeah, at least they've still got a chance, and we can't write them off just yet. It's just facing that side against Montpellier, who are as stubborn as they come. Really, this season is maybe the best way of playing it. And I think Michel Desacarian will openly admit how much he makes his teams um, very very tough to break down and score against. I mean, thirty-one goals this season is absolutely incredible. I mean, there's only one team better than that and that is Paris Saint-Germain and it's not even by that much it's only by four goals they're they're an incredible side and they they can be really great on the counter-attack through players like Roussillon and uh, and uh, Aguilar on the other wing as well the, the sort of wing backs giving them great speed and, and great penetration and they've they were really good last week I remember Keegan Dolly's goal as well finally getting off the mark and uh, Isaac Penza scoring a uh, scoring that uh, the the one that really sank not in the end they, they really can be really ex well i say exciting 34 goals doesn't sound exciting but at times they can be really difficult to take down when they are on the count and they find spaces if try having to get desperate it could uh, could really end poorly for them but let's get some predictions and i'll start with you sam what do you think it just seems like what you just described is what we'll see we'll see Twire trying and we'll see them crashing against the rocks and then getting done on the break. And I think Montpellier probably win at 1-0. Adam? Yeah, agreed. 1-0 for Montpellier for me. I'm going a little bit more dire in a 2-0 victory again for Montpellier. I think the script that they read against Nantes last weekend, who were on a terrible slide, really, that that's exactly what's going to happen again. They're just going to soak up all that pressure and use it against Twy in the end and possibly push them down into league down. If only if the results don't go their way, at least anyway, they might still have a fighting chance because one team that's been dragged into this and they have a really difficult game this weekend is uh, Strasbourg, who we've mentioned a few times have sort of sleepwalked into the end of the season, into this relegation battle. And um, we've mentioned a few times that maybe other teams 
had done little to know that that they might just be the odd one out and that teams might just sort of lose themselves and, and Strasbourg will still remain up on top. But now they're mired in it with uh, other teams facing teams without anything to play out for. Like we mentioned, Lille obviously playing Dijon. They were mid-table side now and safe comfortably. Same with Toulouse facing a Bordeaux side, although they are in form. They're, they're very far off of sort of getting a Europa League place at least. Um, Strasbourg are facing a side that are desperate for Champions League football. Leon with a victory here. If other results go their way, might seal it. They might also obviously still keep themselves in the driving seat with a victory here. Um, and they have been the best side in Liga over the last sort of eight or so weeks. They've been absolutely tremendous, Sam. Um, they've they're so dangerous. They can score goals everywhere. They've got Depay in form. They've got Traore scoring goals as well in form. They've got Fekir back. They they seem structured. And against a Strasbourg side that seem to be just treading water is maybe the best way of describing it at the moment, really. They can't seem to buy a win um, anywhere, really. They got themselves in front against Wren and ended up surrendering it anyway. They haven't won a game since they beat Trois back in February. Are they slowly sliding into possibly that that final sort of uh, the sort of playoff place? Maybe they the one that is slowly the one that Toulouse and, and others are looking at to maybe catch. Yeah, I mean, I think they are. I think you know everything you've just described. I mean, the the form that they're in is terrible. They've not won a game since February. Um, they are just sleepwalking. All these draws, these you know. You kind of thought, well, they're doing they're doing enough to hold on. They, their uh, first half of the season was good enough. They had the points in the bag that meant that they were never going to be in this trouble. But now they are. They are in this trouble. They're 17th. They're only a point above Toulouse. Your worst goal difference. I think Toulouse will get a point this weekend. As we'll find out when we get to predictions, I don't think Strasbourg will get a point here, which means they'll be in that playoff position um, going into the final weekend. And And the fact that they've just not been able to pull out of this nosedive for such a long time is the reason they find themselves in this position. Um, Strasbourg, really, it would be good for the league if they can stay up and establish themselves again as a as a big club, as a, a force to some extent, but they don't deserve it based on what they've done for the last four months. Yeah, and it's a, it's a really tough game for them to go into, Adam. I mean, sometimes you do talk about playing teams at the top if they're maybe sliding out of form you're thinking maybe someone like Monaco or someone with with eyes elsewhere like Marseille that maybe you can see Strasbourg at home as they've proved earlier this season that they can rouse their crowd and and get a real result against big teams but obviously beat Paris Saint-Germain as well at home when they got a point from from Monaco so and gave Marseille a real game as well but in them as well so they have form in the same but at the same time they're facing a team that are focused that are playing the best football they've played all season and, and possibly the best football we've seen in Liga this season even with Paris Saint-Germain being champions but with a goal in mind that they know that if they win out they will play, play Champions League football and at that time that's not kind of the team you really want to be facing um, when you're staring down the barrel. No it really isn't. Um I think that we, we sort of, I think we've talked about Strasbourg, as you mentioned before, and timing their sort of slide at the right time. I think they may have just died and we may be sort of turning out given Lille's form. They've just t- timed it completely the opposite of, of, of perfectly. And it, it just have a feeling that they're sort of slipping into that, that relegation playoff spot. Looking at the table and you've got Con on 37 points, 
you know, they're two games to go. They, they feel like they, they're not safe, but they're pretty much, they're not far off being there. Leah suddenly in form and, you know, they've won the last two. They, they should be okay-ish. So it kind of comes down to the fact that, you know, we've met already gone and Twa looking pretty desperate. It's sort of between Toulouse and Strasbourg a little bit for that relegation playoff spot. And I'm with Sam. I think, you know, Toulouse could get something from this weekend and, and and you know over the over the last two games Strasbourg are going to be struggling to find enough points to stay above them. You know they've got they've got Leon here obviously and 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 wait, what's their final game? They've, they're going no. to Nantes, so they're yeah. So obviously not you know not the worst by any means, but away from home they've been they've been pretty poor as well. So it's by no means a guarantee. And you know Toulouse will probably fancy themselves a little bit this weekend and home to Gangon next weekend I kind of fancy them to win that game so again, given that Gangon are you know out of the Europa League contention now mid-table twos are pretty decent enough at home so it kind of feels like Strasbourg need to pull something out in one of these two games and I don't really see them doing it unfortunately. Yeah it's a bit of a funny one isn't it I mean I think what will happen is they will hope that other results sort of trend the right way for them this weekend for example maybe to lose don't maybe only grab a point or do lose and and to lose and almost send themselves down but even if they do lose this one the hope is that not are in such a free fall in such a, a horrible place at the moment that even at home they struggled against montpellier last weekend and they, they've been in a terrible form that maybe with them thinking that Renier is going, although I, I don't quite believe the reports locally that they might be going to Tottenham. I don't think that might be the case, even if uh, Pochettino was to go. It, I, I can't imagine that um, Strasbourg will be looking at that game and thinking that that's the one they need to maybe focus on. If they if it starts to get out of hand in this game, it's known at the weekend, maybe they go 2-0 down early. Maybe they go, right, we'll sort of sack this game off because there's they're such a tough team let's focus on that not game if we get three points there as long as other results sort of go our way um then we've still got plenty of chance because even if Toulouse win um Toulouse will only be two points above them and then they have a gang gone but at least that's a chance for them you think that maybe Toulouse well I, I personally think I know Strasbourg have been pretty poor away from home but I don't trust I don't trust not with anything really at the moment but let's get some predictions of this one um so Sam what do you think I think this is probably going to end up a pretty easy Leon win. Um, they haven't conceded a goal in the last two games. I think they might concede one here and probably win three one. Adam, yeah, I think I think Leon too. Uh, maybe even a, maybe three two because remember that three all game with Marseille. There tend to be quite a few goals in the these sort of games for Strasbourg at home. So three two Leon. I'm going to go for this one being the surprise result of the weekend, and I, I think this will be a 2-2 draw. Uh, I think Strasbourg might nick something on this, and if they do, that might just be... It obviously will make them um, not have to... Unless Trois won, obviously that would keep them uh, away from automatic relegation, but it might just give them a little bit of a boost ahead of that not game and uh, potential to... Uh, to win that one at least that's all for this week my thanks to adam sam and all of you listening at home uh, do join us for the main show back on monday but for now enjoy your weekend of football <laughs>